everyone. Welcome back to Realistically with Liz. On this week's episode, I have Hanan joining me to talk about living in New York for the past 10 years. Today, we are talking about the challenges of being an introvert and what our 20s were like in the city. Now for this week's episode. Hi, Hanan. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Hi, thanks for having me. So for anyone listening, me and Hanan met about a year ago um, at a mutual friend's wedding, and I thought that she'd be a great person to have on the podcast. So I would love it if you could share a little bit more about where you grew up and when you moved to New York. Yeah, um, I grew up in northern New Jersey in a super, super small town. Um, Basically, the way I describe it to anyone that isn't familiar is that it's just like up in the mountains. Um, And... I moved to New York for college. I was 18, it was um, 11 years ago in 2009. And I went to LIM and I'd always wanted to move to New York for school. So it kind of just like changed, you know, like where I would go to school depending on what I wanted to do at that time in the like growing up phase. Um, And then I landed at LIM which is a fashion business school um, rather than FIT because I was waitlisted there. So I think in the end, it like all worked out um, and I've been in New York ever since. Yeah, it's really interesting that you say that you're waitlisted because I actually ended up going to FIT and I've been here for for 10 years. So we're like just like a year shy of each other um, in New York. Well, it's fine because LAM is actually like it was more focused on what I wanted to do rather than like the creative fields. Um, I wanted to just like be on the more business side anyway. So in the end, it all worked out. It's really interesting because when I was looking for schools, I feel like I did a terrible job at looking for schools. Um, I had no idea LIM existed. I only found out about FIT because one of my friends from back home had applied and, or she was working on applying because she had to do, she was doing, uh, she was going to apply for the design major. So she had to do a portfolio. And, you know, since I was going more on like, you know, the, what they call the fashion merchandising, fashion business side, um, the entry process is a little bit different. It's, you know, it's definitely based on your, you know, your test scores and, you know, an essay submission. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, it's interesting because I always kind of, I think back at my years at FIT and I'm never fully like fulfilled by them, uh, which probably sucks, but, uh, no, I actually agree. I've, I've thought about it a lot recently, especially where you're just like, you know, you're in your career path and like, you kind of wish that you did something else, but you know, obviously, like, what's done is done, we're done with school, and I have no interest in going back, Um, but there are definitely things that I wish I could have done a little bit differently Um, for applying to schools. I knew I wanted to be in New York, but I was afraid that I wouldn't get into FIT or LIM, just like, you know, obviously, those were my first choices, Um, so I had also applied to some schools outside of New York, and I almost went to school in, like, Rhode Island or something, which is so random, and I'm so glad that I didn't. I think at the time, I was just like, it's a little bit further away from, like, home, like, I can get away, but there's, like, nowhere else that I would, I would rather be, um, but also, like, going to college in New York is so different than, like, say, my brother's experience for example because he went to school in like rural Pennsylvania 
So I never experienced, and I'm sure you feel the same way, like, you know, big parties and things like that. Like when we went out or like our experience here was just so different. You would have to walk to different school campuses and social life was extremely different. Um, I mean, like nightlife in itself was just either like impossible or like you were going out with promoters. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like fun when you're young, but like really glad we got that out of our systems, I guess, when we were younger. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like a lot of people don't talk about that, um, that it is pretty difficult. Like I remember when I moved here and I, I've talked about this before, like I, I grew up in Puerto Rico, so it was very different and, you know, legal drinking age and all of that. And when you move here and, you know, I'm sure just even from the setting in terms of like New Jersey that I'm sure that, you know, you like went out with your friends and like you had house parties or, you know, something like that. You, you figured out your ways. Yeah. New York city is just like so much more, like so many things are happening, but you know, that whole kind of experience when you're supposed to like, you know, you think of a college campus or you think of like a college party, like you didn't really experience that at all. Like I, one hated the idea of promoters. Like, I feel like I, I definitely knew girls that were always trying to, you know, they were getting all dressed up on like Friday nights or whatever the hot night was and, and going out. I think I had like one failed attempt and I, I think I was like a sophomore and was it? Yeah, maybe that they were trying all to go out. And like, by the time we got to wherever we were going, like, it didn't happen or they let like two out of the six people in. And it was crazy. Cause at first I think I say that like, Oh, I was a, like a sober freshman. Cause I never really, I didn't want to push myself to do that. I was like, I'm not interested in like talking or flirting with some like random promoter person, making sure I can get in somewhere. I was like, great. If I'm not going to be able to go out, like, okay, whatever. Like once I moved like off, like, cause I lived in like the dorms that FIT had uh, for two years. Once I like, moved out on my own then I was like things kind of changed like because obviously you know if let's say you have you know older brothers and sisters or you know just older friends like you th things can happen easily after that yeah for sure I my freshman year I didn't really go out much either I had a couple attempts I remember like one of my friends from high school came and one of the girls that lived in the dorm like nearby or we all went out with a promoter and I honestly like don't really remember going out very much my freshman year I was close with my roommate at the time uh we were just like random roommates and we became really good friends she was not interested in going out whatsoever and we just did like a lot of like I guess touristy but like you know like you're new to New York like that kind of stuff and we would I guess we would drink in the dorm I don't really even remember to be honest but my sophomore year, we lived together again. And after the first semester, she moved out, she transferred. We kind of had like a falling out, it was very weird. Um, but my new roommate was like a friend of a friend. So she moved in and she was already going out, she was a year younger. She was already going out with promoters all the time. So suddenly like, I just started going out with them all the time and like her group of friends and like that was definitely an experience because you know I hadn't really done that the first year and a half or so um and it was fun like 
it's definitely stressful because like if you don't get in like that's annoying um or you know you have to sit sit around and wait in line and like wait for the promoter it's like you can't just go out whenever you want you have to dress a certain way and whatever um it was fun for a couple of years but like once I was probably in like my senior year I was just kind of over it um and I had lived in the dorms until the end of my junior year because me and that roommate were supposed to get like an apartment together because she was younger her mom wanted her to wait um and once I moved out things definitely changed I didn't really go out with promoters anymore I was going out to bars with my friends and it was fun um but it's it's hard like making friends in New York and like developing social life is not easy especially if you're like a little bit more introverted like I am um I'm not the type of person to just like go up to a group of people and like start talking and I'm also I don't think I'm very approachable and like most people think that I'm not <laughs> which is fine because once people get to know me they're like oh okay like I actually thought you were kind of like bitchy but like you're actually not um and a lot of people have like told me that over the years. I'm like, really? Like maybe I need to like change that. But I just, that's just like what I come off as. So making friends is like not easy. Um, going out is like not easy if you don't have a fake ID or promoters to go out with. But like you said, like you have to, you know, like flirt with the promoters and like, ugh, like sometimes it was just like, too much like <laughs> I look back on those times and I'm like oh god it's so cringy yeah um no I I definitely want to talk about more of like the going out scene like I even back home like I feel like I was always comfortable with like my friends like anybody else like if we were like going somewhere like the idea of like dressing up and it was like such a thing like back home it was like even if you were like in high school and like going to the movies like you were like getting dressed up which is really interesting <laughs> when I like think back at it it was like a big ordeal it was like if you were going to the movies and it was like the not so cool kids would actually go and watch the movie and then like the cool kids would just like stay in the parking lot and like hang out <laughs> yeah um which I never understood that because I was like why would you pay for the movie I guess they weren't really paying for the movie um when I think about it now <laughs> Um, no, but I honestly, like the, what you mentioned, like, I feel like I've gotten the same feedback. Like I'm one, like I've had friends tell me that I come off very bitchy as well. And that like, I'm not approachable or like, I just look like angry all the time. <laughs> um, I remember, yeah, I totally remember like one of my really good friends, uh, that I had on the podcast too. She, we met when we were working retail and when we would go out and, um, I think like after, like at first she was like dating someone and when she got single again and I, she, I was supposed to be her wing woman, she was like, you're terrible. She's like, can you just like make, sh like, can people approach us? Like what goes on? Like, it was just really, yeah. And, and even myself, like, I think she was so surprised. Like when I actually, I remember really talking casually with someone, um, at one point and she was so surprised because she was she knew me so well, like in and out. And she was just like, wow. She was like, you actually didn't like, you know, like bite that person's head off. Like you talked, like you had like a normal conversation with them. Um, and even that, I feel like even over the years, um, 
as like I don't approach big crowds like as you mentioned either mm-hmm. um I remember when I first started dating uh my boyfriend I would like go if I was like, you know, if none of my friends can hang out with me at the time, like he was, uh, he was bartending at the time. So I would like go to the bar and I would go by myself and, you know, obviously it's like, you know, eh, you're by yourself, whatever. And like, you're on your phone and you don't want to just like, look like you're on your phone. Yeah. His friends would go and they would be like a large group of people. And he'd be like, go, go talk to them, go hang out. And I was like, but you're working. I was like, I can't even like talk through you because like you're working. They're here like having fun. And I like, I was like, no, I was like so stressful for me to do that, to like, just go and approach different people and be like, okay, yay. Hey, like, it's me. Like, you know? Yeah. I'm not good at that. I wish I was like better about just like going up to people people like that are friends of friends like I can't do it it makes me like kind of ill (laughs) like not Um, really kind of yeah um I feel like yeah in a personal setting I always say that but then I've actually had people that like I've worked with that uh, like are still like I don't I don't want to I mean call them mentors I feel like that word's like overused but um I've had people tell me like oh at work you're so like you know I would never guess that you're an introvert because you know you talk to so many people at work um Mm -hmm. so I've kind of had that like weird struggle that like when I'm at work I end up you know just if I have to like work with someone and see them like five days out of you know the week it's like you have to make the effort you have to like you know make the connection I'm not saying we're best friends but you know, I feel like it was a little bit, and I realized this more when after college, I feel like in college, I definitely don't have like friends from FIT. So okay. there, there's that. <laughs> no, but actually same. me and my roommate that I was supposed to get an apartment with, we had a falling out because we just like had a lot of disagreements about um, finding an apartment. And then in the end of it, I decided to get a studio by myself because I was like listen this is my junior year like I'm going into my senior year I'm not waiting anymore I've already waited um so I'm getting a studio by myself I already found it applied approved like that's it so she was pissed and never spoke to me again after that (laughs) so like that was one of my really really good friends and then the whole group of friends like stopped talking to me um which is like whatever at this point but I can honestly say that I probably only talked to, like, one person who's, like, one of my best friends from college, um, and there's other people that, you know, like, we'll talk on Instagram, and, you know, but that, they're not, like, my friends. We're acquaintances, and we're friendly and whatnot, but, yeah, I don't know, like, it's hard, and I'm also the type of person that I like to keep my circle kind of small, because, let's face it, like, you can't trust everyone, so I like to keep my circle small, I'd rather have, like, a small group of really, really good friends over, like, a huge group of people that I can't really trust and, like, can't rely on, so that, I think, you know, like, maybe I can work on that, too, but I'm just, I've always been that way, like, even in high school, like, I've always just had, like, small groups of friends, and they're, like, my core friends and that's it so I just think quality over quantity at you know in that situation I think that's like always key yeah it's interesting because I feel like the more you reveal the more I feel like there's similarities (laughs) because I also had a really good friend that I ended up 
living with in college, but after we lived together for about a year, then we had a really big falling out, haven't talked to her since. And then it was kind of like that whole group of friends that were with it, you know, kind of left as well. Um, you know, I don't regret what happened at all. Like, it's just, it's crazy to think that that happened, like, at such a young age, though, that, like, you know, you just now, like, basically have been ghosted by someone. And yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that that's, like, one of the main challenges that you're faced with here in New York. Like, we just said, like, okay, like, we went to college, and it's, like, you kind of just come and go by people. So Mm -hmm. I know you mentioned that you worked retail, which I did as well. So, you know, did they, I, I have some really good friends from retail. So did you have like a similar experience? My close friends are from there. Like we all <laughs> I worked at Victoria's Secret in Soho and it was like part of like my school's program kind of. Um, we had to spend our first like internship working retail starting around the holidays for, I don't know exactly how long, but I worked there all throughout college just because I needed a job. I needed to bring in some cash, like not to mooch off my parents the whole time. So I started, I moved here in August and in September I got hired. Um, and it was like the small store that it's like the pink store now, I think. And they Mm -hmm. were opening the larger store. So I was hired to like start working basically immediately and then go to the larger store. And I had been there for like literally four years all throughout college up until I graduated. Um, And that's where I met a lot of my really good friends. And I still talk to people sometimes, like, again, mostly, like, on Instagram and stuff. But we'll have, like, conversations. And, yeah, I met so many people. And that's also a great way to meet people that, like, live in New York and are from New York. You know, like, I went to school with a bunch of girls and gay men. And... I was never around straight men. My dorm building did house, like, a bunch of other schools, like, um, I think, like, Hunter College and, like, I think NYU, like, some people, I don't know, there was, there were so many schools, um, but I still never met anyone, um, just to even, like, be friends with, like, not necessarily just to date, and it was nice to, like, have a good balance of people that were not from my school, were not connected in that way, Um, there were other people that I did go to school with and work with because they hired a bunch of people from our school, but that was also helpful to kind of like get to know girls even more that I normally wouldn't like go up to and talk to in school. Um, you know, maybe I would have shifts with them and, you know, we became more friendly and then we could talk in school and classes. Um, so yeah, and that's funnily enough how I also started dating in New York. Like I met one guy who like worked in stock and like we were casually dating for a little while and like he I don't know if he was like from New York originally but he had like lived here for a little while too and yeah I think that's how I met like a couple guys which (laughs) probably not great but you know it happens um so that group of friends like even people that I wasn't like extremely close with like became the people that I would go out to bars with and like go to like house parties with and that was fun because like house parties in New Jersey are not the same as house parties in New York which are so much more fun um so 
yeah, it was fun. Like working there, like definitely allowed me to like meet a lot more people and I didn't have any retail experience before that. So it was an interesting experience, but I learned a lot, like just about like business and about myself and like opening up to more people and like making more friends. So it was definitely like a good thing that our school required that. I'm glad that it did. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's interesting because, I mean, I worked retail throughout college as well because I think it's just kind of like the stepping stone almost in New York for you yeah. to like work, college, uh, work in retail. But it's either like working in restaurants, but like that's what I wanted to do was work at a restaurant or like at a bar or something because it's more fun and or well you know that's the idea is that it's more fun and you need all this experience in order to work there so like I never got to do that so it is what it is yeah well that's really what I loved about working retail like I'm, I'm surprised that you were there for four years like I think throughout my four years I had like four you know different jobs and I feel like every time I kept changing companies or brands it was really just, I like wanted something more. Like I wanted to like grow within a brand each time. So I was like, okay, great. Like I started out just doing sales and as I got better, like, you know, as like all those like levels in retail go that like, there's, you know, like there's like a floor, a sales lead or like a key holder. And then you have like all your managers. So, you know, that's really, you know, every single job is really, I think my first job, um, I actually worked, um, which is funny because you worked in Soho, so that's pretty busy too. One of my first jobs, I worked on Herald Square, which oh. is where, I don't know what's there now. It's like this spot. I feel like it's still empty or it's something else. It's like the location where like next to where the Zara is on 34th Street. And, you know, at the time, like I dormed. So for FIT being in Chelsea was pretty close. So I would like walk to work and like that part was convenient about it. But meeting so many different people that, again, you go to, like, a school like FIT, very similar to what you said. It's all girls and the few gay men. And it for me, like, our classes were very small, too. Like, there was maybe, like, 20, 30 people in a class, like, if any. And it was, like, really hard to, like, you know, just meet. Yeah, there's group projects here and there. But it was, like, you know, once you tried to get, like, you know, one friend in college and then you'd be like, okay, cool. Like maybe we should get like the same classes together or try to do yeah. that. Um, but it was always hard to do that too. I feel like whether or not you had a job, like at the time, like my, I worked in retail and my really close friend worked in restaurants. So like she wouldn't pick like later classes because she would like need to like work at the restaurant and I would pick, you know, it was very different dynamic. Cause I'd be like, I don't know. It was just, very different. Um, but yeah, I, I think that it's true that you get to like meet so many different personalities and connect with so many different people, which is, is great. I mean, I do have like friends that I've made over now, like that are like eight years old from my retail days that like, we're still very like in contact with. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice like intro to New York kind of like just to start meeting more people outside of school because I mean I worked there for four years because like the schedule was flexible and like the managers that were there for a while like I became closer with them and like 
you know, they would obviously like meet everyone's needs. Um, and I didn't enjoy it all the time, but it was kind of just like, you know, this is steady and it's reliable. Um, because I do have somewhat of a flexible schedule. And I was also like, LIM requires you to, or at the time, I don't know if it's exactly the same now, but they required us to do an internship. Um, I wanna say, I don't remember if it was like our sophomore or, or junior year. And then the last semester of our senior year, we also had to do an internship for like four days a week, um, Monday through Friday, full time. And then we'd have classes on Friday. It's like two or three classes. So they were really flexible for me where I was able to switch my schedule around every semester. And like, say, for example, that last semester, I just worked Friday afternoons to like closing probably. And then I worked all day Saturday and Sunday. Um, so I didn't have to worry about like, you know, a job is not going to let me um, take four days off during the week in a row where they might want me because everyone is available to work on Saturdays and Sundays and there were times where I like grew and during the holidays they let a couple people have like higher positions so that was it was interesting like I didn't really care to work for the brand long term but I just knew that like I could learn some things just like on the business aspect um and now I'm like well good thing I had no intentions of working for the company long-term because definitely not somewhere I would want to work. Um, and there were, you know, instances where like I wasn't happy and like learning to speak up and ask for what you want, like in retail, like people sometimes just don't really care. So I think it's important to like have a job where you not only like have those chances to be, um, promoted and whatnot, but also have challenges where you're like learning to, you know, maybe take those aspects and like apply it after college. You know, I always say this when you work retail, it, it, it really depends on how much you're putting into the job. It's not always just, you know, folding and hanging clothes. Like there is <laughs> like so many other things that are involved, whether or not like you do want to move up in your, in like your career at there or just in general. And you want to like learn more and like teach yourself more and give yourself more responsibility. Yeah, I agree. So you mentioned, you know, doing an internship because, you know, LIM required it. Yeah. Um, the internship program was honestly like so helpful because I don't, not that I wouldn't have done it, but you know, obviously these are unpaid internships, like internships just started paying people like not that long ago. Um, so devoting that time to a company that isn't paying you is like kind of hard to, I don't know, like I was always just nervous that if I intern too much and I don't work enough and like I don't have a good balance, then I'm never going to have money, which is stressful because New York is super expensive. And if you want to go out and like take cabs and like whatever, like you need to have money. Um, so I did an internship for a few months at a wedding planning company. And at the time I thought like, you know, I might want to go down that path of being an event planner and like a wedding planner. And it was a super, super small company. And I helped them turn their books from like all like 
writing everything down on pen and paper to digital. Um, and that was really interesting because it was such a small company and I hadn't worked for, you know, a small um, brand like this. And I think like they still exist and like they do these like huge wedding events and stuff, which is cool. But I then realized like, I don't really know if this is exactly what I want to do. Like there are things about it that I love, but then there are things about it that I like really just have no interest in whatsoever. So that was great. And I still got to work at the same time. And then my last internship was for a semester long and I, it was super competitive first of all, which like some girls were getting internships at like Chanel and like, all these crazy places because they had already interned with, um, you know, so many other people before. And I had only done that one internship before. So I was really stressed out and the school helped us like find internships and like they'd always post them and, and have like career fairs and stuff like that. But I ended up getting an internship at a startup company and I honestly don't remember what it was supposed to be at this point, but I was really excited because I was like, you know, it's a small company, it's a startup. I think that the interns are going to have a lot of involvement. Like, I was excited about that. And then their launch date got pushed back. And it was like, and they told us that they couldn't have interns yet. So I would be losing credit for my class, potentially. And I panicked, like, thought I wasn't going to be able to find an internship, like all these companies had already found their interns. And then out of nowhere, I got an interview to intern at um, one of the leading like PR agencies in fashion in general. And I interned with this girl in the logistics department who later became my boss and she hired me on the spot. So I was super excited. And like, I remember some of my friends from school were like, holy shit, like, that's great. Like, thank God that other thing fell through because this is amazing. So it all worked out. And I ended up working there two months after I graduated, I think. I finally got a job there. It was in logistics, like sh running the showroom. So it wasn't in PR, but I knew that it was a step. And during my internship, though, I did a little bit of both. So I worked in the showroom and then I also did PR. It was kind of like they split it up. So we would have, um, like a well-rounded experience and I loved interning there like I worked really really hard and I think I like gained respect from you know the people that did actually work there and like other interns because I was kind of like willing to do anything um even when I was working in the PR side I would help other teams because I knew like one, I wanted to, and two, I knew that that would help me later on in life, which it did. It helped me get hired, um, and then also later moved from the showroom department to PR. I was so upset. I remember being, like, super, super upset, like, crying all the time about this internship that fell through, and then all of a sudden, this happened, and it turned out to be, like, something that actually, like, really helped my career in the end, so just kind of, like, a blessing in disguise. Yeah, I look back at like the job I had right after college, which was also for a very small showroom. Like it was me and like three other humans. And I feel like those are kind of the best jobs. Like when you come out of like anything fashion related or even in like PR media, like all of that, 
when you work with such a small group of people, like you really get to wear a lot of hats and it's such a learning process. Like obviously you're doing your like day-to-day tasks, but I feel like you're aware of so many other things that are happening because it's just such a small team that, you know, getting that internship, you know, beforehand that you talked about, it's just so just having that small experience and they just gave you exposure that from the showroom side, you got exposure to the PR side mm-hmm. is, is really interesting too. <laughs> Cause not every brand does their own, does their own work in a lot of things, like whether it's getting their stuff in the magazine or published or worn by a celebrity, there's so many different like aspects to it that you almost like kind of forget about or people yeah. don't really know about. Yeah, that's, I learned about that too, like during college, but also like working in PR, you know, like being on the PR teams, you see like, you know, the sales team is separate. And like, I worked for, um, at this agency, I worked for a luxury brand, um, that was French. And that was really interesting because, you know, I had interned on the same account with the same boss before, but working on it and being able to like have conversations with these people it was so interesting to like learn how other like other countries do it and like then forming relationships with people that are outside of New York but still doing the same thing um and yeah I like made friends through that too and I loved working on like a luxury brand and like it was a brand that I was like obsessed with at the time and like still still am like it was Celine and I like didn't want to like let it go ever so I like stayed there for a while but I was like obsessed and I was so glad that I like ended up being able to work on it because interning on the brand and then like representing the brand like as an employee I was just like this was my dream like because they don't have in-house PR didn't really care to work for like Chanel or whatever like that was the goal for that to be like my first job out of college I think was obviously like an ideal situation um but now it's like I kind of compare every job to that like I have standards and they're not always met (laughs) And I'm not always in love with the brands that I work on. It's kind of like, it is what it is. So working at an agency and they had so many different offices, like Milan, Beijing, London. And like, I had counterparts in, I think almost every continent sort of. Yeah. I learned so much like working for an agency versus like working in-house is so different. And I don't have in-house experience, but just knowing like people that do, or, you know, knowing what it what that entails versus what an agency entails. So I've only worked at agencies and like, I always take like experience from each job to the next one. So they're all super, super different at the end of the day. I don't know if I'll really ever find um, an agency that is going to be so similar to like the one before. You know, as we talk about sales versus PR, it's definitely such a different relationship and a different dynamic because I've always found myself on the sales side of things. My experience in retail really came in handy. Like being in fashion the past like three, even like definitely the past like three, four years, like there's been such a shift in it. Like even you mentioning that you like love Celine, like funny because even like our minds shift in terms of fashion when like maybe when we were younger, we thought a different designer was like probably like the epitome of it. Like maybe it was... (laughs) I want to say mine was maybe Louis Vuitton back in the day. It's like, if you had a Louis Vuitton item, like you were, you were cool. Like you like had, you know, 
yeah having a Louis Vuitton bag was like it I think also like going to fashion school is like there's so much pressure to like have nice things that was not a priority for my parents to buy me the $900 like what is it the never full ever full whatever it was like the Louis Vuitton tote with like the drawstring side I wanted it so bad and I remember so many people had it <laughs> and I was pissed but my parents well I think like at the time I don't remember if my dad was working when I like went to college because there was like a short period of time where he wasn't working at all so like I couldn't just ask my mom for that like there was no way I was even going to think about asking for that kind of stuff and I would always be like okay I'm gonna save up my money and like buy this and whatever and then I just wouldn't in the end because I would order food go out and like all this stuff and never prioritized buying that stuff because at the end of the day like you don't need it and anytime I like did have something nice like it was such an accomplishment but there was so much pressure going to fashion school in New York with let's say like <laughs> a lot of these girls come from a lot of money and it's not everyone but there's like a good percentage that mm -hmm. come from wealthy families and have things handed to them and didn't even have to work and I was just always so envious that like they didn't need to rely on you know a part-time job um they wanted to go on like spring break they went <laughs> or they wanted to I don't know like have a staycation at a hotel like a swanky hotel like they did it you know so I think that's also like you learn a lot from going to school like that because I mean now I'm like yeah I love my nice things and like I buy myself nice things like when I can and when I really really want something but we know what it's like to like earn that you know as opposed to just kind of getting it handed to us when we were in college I'm not saying that those girls are not successful I honestly really don't know but like it's just like a different feeling when you have to work really hard for that and your parents don't just like give you Louis Vuitton bags like on a regular basis yeah no I I definitely I definitely agree with you there's there's always somewhere someone out there that has more and like has done nothing for it and mm -hmm. you know what? it just it wasn't us we weren't the the lucky few if you want to say that um but I think yeah I mean when when I buy something it's so rewarding to know like okay great like I worked hard I was able to like be smart buy this not an impulse buy maybe there's a few impulse buys but eventually you know they've been paid off so mm -hmm. i think that those all and especially you know like you mentioned like working or even being around fashion like even if it's in the pr side like we're talking here sales and pr side like there's it's everywhere like i had to go to stores so much like i remember because i did field sales like be in and out only look at my brand <laughs> Um, but sometimes it's hard to do that. And I remember like, I would love going like the first floor of any department store is my favorite to see the handbags. Like that's my, oh, that's my kryptonite. Like I've told my mom how much I've spent on bags and she almost like lost it. She was like, what? She was like, don't you pay that in rent? And I was like, well, sure. Yeah. Like, of course. But you know, it's, it is difficult and I, I get it. And you know, I wanted to ask you about that as well. Like, you know, was everybody kind of on board when you decided to like go to New York? Was that something that like your family was 
okay with, like, you know, also going to school. I know you mentioned kind of, you know, the momentary lapse of like maybe Rhode Island and you mentioned it being far from home. So how, Mm -hmm. how did your family take you moving to New York? Like I said, I've always wanted to live in New York for like ever since I could remember. But I think as I started applying to schools, it became more of a reality to like my family and like my parents, especially my mom was super supportive of it. Like she, she knew that I wanted to be here. Like when we would take trips here, like for the day, cause I just like never wanted to leave. Like I could have spent all night like being in New York and she was all for it. Like she knew it wasn't super far. Like it was close enough where that everyone can see me if I needed to come home or whatever. My dad on the other hand, like <laughs> just really was so against it. Like we would get into so many arguments, like to the point where even after I was accepted and like getting ready to move here, like after high school graduation, I started actually counting down the days until I moved to New York. <laughs> like every day I would be like, it's 97 days or whatever it was. <laughs> like so crazy. He was, I think, like in denial that I would like be leaving because my family is Muslim and like super traditional. Like you don't move out until you're married. And I, was going to be the first person to move out to go to school. And I wasn't staying local. I wasn't like driving to and from the house, like to go to school every day. Um, And it was a big deal. Like my, I think my mom didn't even tell my grandma, like her mom, because she would have panicked. She didn't tell her until like after I had lived here. (laughs) Like it just like came up later. So it was definitely a big deal. And I think like there was a lot of worry because it's New York and like, it's so big and I'm a young woman and I was excited. Like I never, I never was like scared to be walking by myself. You know what I mean? But like, that's the types of things that like family worries about. I mean, eventually, obviously like everyone just like, I don't want to say got over it, but like understood that this is where I wanted to be and needed to be. And they were still worried, but it was obvious that I like needed to be here, like for school, for work, but also just like for myself. Now I've been here for coming up on 11 years and over time, like they get more and more accepting of it. But like for a little while, it would be like, oh, you're going to dinner this late? Like, you know, and like I didn't tell my dad if I was like going out to like party because that's not acceptable to him um just of like religious stuff but yeah it would always be like oh like I'm uh no I'm not home like I'm uh at dinner (laughs) and he'd be like you're at dinner this late and like for family it's like oh you're out at 8 p.m like be careful so I think that was like their main concern and also obviously the fact that like I broke the barrier to like move out and it's really only me and my brother that have done that so far, but, you know, I think it was, like, kind of a big deal for the rest of the family, too, like, I had been the first one, and I was a girl, it's not like my brother was the first one, and, like, a guy, it's, like, way more acceptable, like, my dad didn't give him a hard time about that, um, but, yeah, I mean, now it's, like, this is my home, and I'm not, coming back. I went back after my freshman year 
because I wasn't staying in the dorm and I didn't have an apartment. So I was home for a couple of months and it was miserable because living at your parents' house, like after having the freedom that you have in New York and like, it's so different. It's like night and day. Um, obviously it's different if you have like a very like relaxed family, but my household was like kind of strict because of my dad. So like answering to his questions and stuff, I would always just be like, well, I don't like, I don't need to answer to these questions when I'm in New York. Like, just leave me alone. Like, let me live my life. So it's still like that sometimes, but they care. So (laughs) you learn to understand that. But when you're 18, you're just like mad at the world for like trying to stop you for living your life. Well, it sounds like New York, it was really that kind of gateway opportunity for you to really you know, kind of detached from your family, but also like, you know, find out who you are and see like what was in the cards for you. Now that I've lived here for, in Brooklyn for, I want to say four full years going on five, something like that. I wish I would have like explored Brooklyn more when I was younger. Um, But, you know, I lived on the Upper East Side and like I worked in Soho. So I stayed in Manhattan a lot. Uh, my first apartment was in Astoria. I had a studio. It was like super dark, but I was so excited because I had gone through all of that trouble trying to find an apartment. Um, and then after that, I stayed in Astoria for, I think it was another three years in a three bedroom with like two of my really, really super close friends. One of which we don't talk to anymore. <laughs> I'm glad I lived in Australia, but like, I'm also really glad I moved to Brooklyn a little on the later side than everyone else. But yeah, it's, it's so nice. I love living here. And like now, you know, as you get older, you can like live in nicer apartments and like finding an apartment in New York is so hard that you just want to stay in the one that you like forever. I mean, there's certain times that I wanted to move in with like a close friend and you know, she didn't want to move into Brooklyn. Like she didn't like the neighborhood and it was this whole thing. And I was like, come on. I was like, get over it. It's happening. Like people are moving here. And that was like really difficult. Like it wasn't, not everybody was on board with that. Yeah. It's hard. Like when you are looking for an apartment with someone who is a friend and you both have different opinions, but, um, it's always important to like get on the same page I went through so much just to find that first apartment that, like, I didn't even care. Not that I didn't care what it looked like, but I was just, like, I'm ready to make it mine. I even painted a wall. And, like, (laughs) you always have to paint it back to white in New York. So, like, I don't know why I did it. I think I was just so excited to, like, be out of the dorm and, like, make the space my own and personalize it. And I painted a wall turquoise, which I would never do. (laughs) But I think, like, you know, it was so dark and, like, my windows, like, faced another building that was just a brick wall. Like, it wasn't anyone's window or anything. Um, So, like, as you move, it's, like, you know what to prioritize. And, like, obviously, you know, we're maturing and we're growing. But, like, you just learn so much from, like, looking at apartments and, and being in different spaces with different people. You know, like, what you want out of a roommate and... Um, if you can have a roommate or if you can't, like I can go both ways. Um, like I love living alone, but I also like 
obviously depending on who you live with, it can be a really great experience. So, but also like living alone in New York is wildly expensive and you really have to like basically spend most of your salary to live alone. But if you're lucky and you find that space, like stay there forever is kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. I think over the years too, even though like I've been exposed to, you know, working like in fashion and working in brands and stuff, like I was always really lucky to, you know, the fact that I worked for a brand meant that I got an allowance. So I wouldn't be spending so much money on clothing and like on shopping, like obviously as I, you know, escalated in my career and all of that, that's when, you know, the higher priced items started getting involved. But even that, I think even over the past year um, that I haven't been in fashion for, for a year now, it's, I've noticed such a huge difference too, because if I want it, like the amount of times I want something is way less than when I was exposed to so much more. But yeah, I mean, you meet so many people and I think like every, like you said, every experience you learn from it. So honestly, like there's so many like in every period of my life, like in New York, where it's like college or like your first job and whatever, like there's so many things that I've learned in these last 11 years. Like, and that's a given because, you know, like being 18 and being like almost 30, it's like a world's difference. Um, But I don't know. I think I've been just like kind of thinking about like, my past jobs and like what I've learned and like how much I've like grown over time um just as like an employee or you know whatever or like a mentor to younger people in my company that I've worked at like there's so many things that I've learned and I think like now I'm kind of trying to like focus on what I want to learn in the future um and like how I want to grow and like, not only for my career, but like for myself. And I think like growing up in New York, like in your twenties is so much different than like growing up in your twenties, um, like in the burbs, like it's a crazy difference. Um, like I, even when I was younger, like before I even really was like in my twenties, like I was maturing a lot faster than other people I knew at my age because we're kind of forced to grow up and like have more independence, you know, like even if you're not living at home when you're 20, 21, whatever, you're like living at a regular college. Um, if you want to call it that, it's so different. And obviously personalities have a lot to do with that too, but we're just like forced to grow up here. You know, we have to have more independence. We have to you know, think on our feet more and the experiences we have in school, in our social lives, at work, like it's so different than most places. Like, you know, there's obviously similarities in like other big cities, but um, I know like when I was in college and like still had my friends from high school, like it was just like our priorities were different and our mindset was different. Um, and even now I'm like, I'm in such a different place than a lot of people that like stayed in New Jersey or if they moved, you know, they don't live in like a major city and they didn't 
move so far away for college or whatever. And I think, you know, when you're younger, you kind of like compare yourself to those people a lot. Like, oh, you know, like they're married and like buying a home and I'm single and still renting an apartment. But like, I'm okay with that because I don't want to be married and, and own a home right now. I would love to own a home, but like in New York, and that's not <laughs> feasible at this point in life. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm like so glad that I've moved to New York and like being laid off because of COVID. I was extremely nervous that I would not be able to like keep paying my rent here because my lease is renewing in the next couple of months. And I was so nervous that I wouldn't be able to afford that and have to move back home. Um, that was like one of my first thoughts of many when I got laid off. And I'm lucky that I can still like afford to pay, you know, because of like money saved and unemployment or whatever. But like the thought of having to go back to New Jersey and like live in my parents' house in the suburbs where I don't even want to see anyone like from there. It's, like I'm just like so relieved that I can still stay here because I can't picture myself anywhere else and like I just don't know where else I would move sometimes if you like look you know at other cities and you're like okay well like what opportunities are there for me like I don't think I can continue to work in fashion and say like move to I don't know somewhere in the south or like if it is on the west coast it's going to be at LA and like I don't want to live there so I mean I think I've I've gone through kind of like the similar mindset like nowadays I feel like especially that you have more alone time and just you're not consumed with work you kind of just go into like your head a lot and like thinking like yeah. oh, okay like I'm gonna end up back home like I thought of that and I was like this that's gonna be like such a shock you know we've we've had the privilege of like you know working and being able to like get to where we are now and like like have those like great experiences and like the apartments we live in um but yeah it's, it's difficult because it's now like the landscape like the job landscape is so different right now especially for anyone in in fashion anyone representing a brand um you know whether there have been layoffs or just like restructurings of companies so that is definitely something to be on the lookout you know we've talked about obviously like you know your love for new york um what are some of like your favorite places in New York that you've come to like you know call your go-to spots um over the past like 11 years I loved staying in Brooklyn and like exploring more things in Brooklyn I mean there's like so many the thing about like naming favorite restaurants it's just like there's so many places there are some things that I like really miss right now like Ed's Lobster Bar Linguini and Clams like I would love to have that right now or like there's just like, I mean, there's so many things that I wish I could just have right now. But what I've learned is like, you can't just keep going to your go-tos. Like you have to also like explore because there's so many amazing restaurants that, I mean, they don't even have to be like super fancy, like just good places for like different occasions. But like, there's a lot of places in like Bushwick that I try to go to, or like at least order from, um, or like in Bed-Stuy and stuff. There's just like a lot of really good restaurants yeah and I think like as far as like bars go and like going out I feel the same way like there's places in Brooklyn that I like to go to um but I'm also like my 
nightlife has changed so much over the last few years. Like I don't really go out as much anymore. Like when I do, I'm probably not really going out in the winter. Um, and when I do, it's going to have to be a place that like has good music and I know the scene is going to be fun. So it's usually like in Brooklyn or like the Lower East Side. The perk of living in Brooklyn is really, you get to understand that you, that the city doesn't have it all. Like yeah. there's so many other things, like especially in, in Brooklyn and once you like know what's in your neighborhood you're like okay great then that's like yeah like I don't know I think there's um like being in in Bushwick and like having access to like the neighboring neighborhoods um like in Bedstein and stuff there are so many places that even if I'm just like walking past it's like oh that looks actually really good like I'm gonna stop in whether it's like a restaurant or whatever it is um and like, you know, we did a lot of that in Manhattan too, but living in Brooklyn, I just think is like, I just never want to move back to Manhattan. It's interesting to like be in Brooklyn and see things opening up um, that have never been in this area before. Like there is not a Starbucks around here. It's all like smaller local coffee shops, which is great. Um, I'm not a coffee person anyway, but like just that, for example, or like, we don't want to see, like, chain restaurants here. Like, we, like, I personally, and I know a lot of other people feel the same way, like, love the smaller restaurants and, like, you know, the one-offs. I mean, we can go on and on talking about our, our love for Brooklyn <laughs> and, and everything. Especially now, I think that it just, like, allows you to just explore the neighborhood more because all we can do is really, you know, walk around safely if, you know, mm -hmm now that it's like, you know, getting warmer. Um, yeah. so, you know, on to kind of my final question of the podcast is what do you love and what do you hate about New York? And this is like in general, like it could be anything, which again, we've talked about like so much already. Um, okay. I love, I mean, there are so many things I love, but I think, you know, we have access to everything and you know, it's, like, you can get anywhere by foot, by train, by however, and, like, you can just get anywhere so quickly, um, and you can go from, like, one, um, I guess, like, one neighborhood can be so different from the next, like, I don't know, I just love that it's, like, a big, like, mixing bowl, kind of, um, what I hate about New York how much rent costs that's a really good question I really don't know like what I really hate about New York it's like little things like you know sometimes there's sirens outside my window that I wish like wouldn't exist sometimes but like those are the things that you you trade off um there's nothing I hate so much about New York that like makes me like I don't know I guess like say that I hate one specific thing so much to call it like a hate that's that's a, that's a strong word I might need to rephrase that eventually no, no, I, I mean there's a lot of things you dislike you know like sometimes the noise is too much sometimes like you know getting on the train is just like a hassle like we all hate BMTA but like we also really need it so unfortunately you can hate it and you're there's no way to get around it but I think, like, my favorite thing about New York is, like, you can really just go anywhere and, like, get anything you want. Like, you know, 
if you think about the difference between like New York and like wherever you are from back home, like you can't just, you can't just like order something or you can't just like walk to a friend's house. Like you don't necessarily need a car here. You don't need much to get anywhere, um, which is probably one of the best parts about New York. You can go from like the Bronx to Brooklyn, like so easily, you know, you just get on a couple trains and like you're there so I think like having access to everything like that's something that I would hate to give up the accessibility that we have here is so different and I always you know it's something that we take for granted like when I go back home it's it's so Mm -hmm. different like you know you mentioned this before too just like where you're at and like your life is is kind of different from where you know people that you went to high school are at and you know there's nothing wrong with that but it's just you know it's you can it's a very big difference that you can like see so yeah yeah, it's kind of hard to think of anywhere else as like home necessarily like I think that the kind of relation of home and family is very different for us now yeah what's something that you hate about New York I mean I probably would say yeah like the real estate in that sense yeah, I don't I don't want to say I hate like the competitiveness that was what I just thought about right now, but I think it's almost like it makes you work that much harder and it makes you really cuz like you constantly need to be being challenged and if you're not being challenged at work then you need to like find that elsewhere because that's how you're like going to continue to like grow personally. Yeah. No, I agree. Um I mean the real estate thing is something that I think about often. It's like and like you said, like comparing yourself to like where people are um, that you like grew up with and stuff like they are owning homes in other states and cities and like we're not really close to that or like maybe you are and like that's great but real estate here is like super expensive and, and especially to buy so it's kind of like yeah like am I going to maybe buy a place by the time I'm 35 and like five and a half years who knows like <laughs> that would be great. I love brownstones and I would love to live in a brownstone, but you can't get everything. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, I mean, I feel like that question definitely left us like on our toes thinking about it. Hanan, thanks for joining me on, on the podcast. I'm, I'm happy you, you came on and now we have a new perspective and, you know, hopefully the audience, you know, takes away some valuable tips and advice from, from your experience. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Hanan. For more on Realistically with Liz, head over to our website and Instagram page. As always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and we'll see you next Saturday.